next? At Once upon a time, the world was cruel, and there was a witch who knew it well. And so she sold her heart to build a house in the woods where the world could never find her. At first, she would let no one into her fortress. But in the long march of days, a strange thing happened. In her own cold and spiteful way, the witch made a friend. And then another, and then several more until her house was teeming with colorful faces and complicated lives. The house would come to be known as Yezeba's bed and breakfast, and it would last for a very long time. Chapter 9, The Pancake War, featuring Hey Kid, Yezeba, a gaggle of guests, and anyone feeling loyal or rebellious to the bed and breakfast, featuring... Chinook to Sarah as Hey Kid! Michelle Chan Bennett as Yaziba Connie Chong as Sherry Dusange Carolyn Page as Dragon Bones Elliot Davis as Parrish and Brian Flaherty as The Gaggle of Guests and Your Humble Concierge on the front door of Yezeba's bed and breakfast, there's a sign which reads, No soliciting, trespassing, romancing, snooping, snitching, or unnecessary small talk welcome. Yezeba reserves her temper for those she catches violating these rules. But underneath that sign is a second, smaller sign, which reads, Room for everyone. It is always September 15th inside the bed and breakfast, even if it's spring, summer, or winter, because September 15th is Yezeba's favorite day of the year. And on this particular September 15th, autumn leaves crunched beneath Hey Kid's feet as they carried another cardboard box out of the recycling bin and through the yard. They stapled it to the side of a series of other larger boxes which spanned between three trees at the edge of the woods where the fire pit was. Many of the original boxes were structural in their placement. But this one served a unique purpose. With a wicked grin, they pulled a set of stolen frying pans out of their backpack and tossed them inside the box. The whole cardboard structure wiggled. Uh, Yazeba, I think we have a problem. Parrish peeked through the blinds out at the backyard. What did Hey Kid do this time? Yazeba murmured from behind her book of spells. With great goopy swings, Hey Kid smeared paint across the largest of the cardboard boxes. Their tail painted the more precise words, while the rest of them leapt from tree branch to cardboard flaps, making the last touches on their all-morning magnum opus. Piles of sleeping bags and stolen sheets, cardboard rooms with cardboard windows, a megaphone with proper batteries, and enough space around the fire pit for everyone to sit down and have a bite, to share in the great tasty meal. Yezeba buried her nose into the book. I don't know what's gotten into them. They've been especially rowdy all day. Parrish grimaced and wisely kept his opinion about who blew up at whom to himself. He let go of the blinds, turning to face her as he selected a different tact. Uh, do you remember what you told them this morning? That we're having eggs, and that's that. Yzeva scoffed. Outside, Hey Kid finished the last words on their sign. 
No, Parrish said carefully. You told them, and, and I quote, When you own your own bed and breakfast, you can serve pancakes every day. Yuzeva snorted. But then, the realization began to dawn on her. She'd known Hey Kid their entire life, and it was, perhaps, possible that her own persnickettiness about language had rubbed off on them. With a chill down her spine, Yuzeva rushed to the window and cast aside the blinds to see what hell she'd unleashed. Hey Kid's voice rang out from the backyard loud enough to wake even the sleepiest guest. Hey, everybody! You don't have to stay here anymore! There's a new bed and breakfast in town! Outside, in huge red letters, large enough to be seen from a mile away, the great cardboard monstrosity read, Hey Kid Hotel, pancakes every day. Zebra's cooking isn't going well Leave the bed and breakfast for Hey Kid Hotel She should've planned better She never could compete Fran Jesha trying to be the Wicked Witch of the Week Would you rather have food that you ask for Seconds or cuisine from a kitchen that won't pass inspection? First things first on this cooking endeavor Get a bowl and put the dry ingredients together Oh, that's the salt, the sugar, the flour Almost forgot about the baking powder Now, step two, add buttermilk and eggs Be sure to stir firm for whatever's coming next Scoop the batter on a griddle or a pan And flip it after two or three minutes if you can Keep them cooking till both sides brown Guaranteed to turn a frown upside down Guess by the gaggle gonna put it in their mouth That's a guarantee we're gonna run this town Pancakes, pancakes, pancakes So this is chapter nine, The Pancake War. This is a frantic chapter. So before we've even begun the chapter, we've put a big pile of chaos coins where everyone can reach them. Uh, so anytime anyone wants to tick a track in this chapter, they'll consult their chaos coins. The way chaos coins work, if you don't have any chaos coins, you succeed right away and then you take one chaos coin. If you do have chaos coins, you flip all of them at once. And if all the coins come up heads, you succeed. Otherwise, you don't get to take a track and you must do a whoopsie about it. Whoopsies are something about your character that is a, a foible of theirs that they're trying to overcome. Either way, if you fail, you get to take another Chaos Coin. At any time, anyone can cash in five Chaos Coins to take a track right away. When any of us does a bingo, you may choose to give away all of your Chaos Coins to someone else and make the whole mess their problem. But the person who you gave it to shouldn't just give it back. There's no tag backs in this game. This chapter is going to have two sides. There is the bed and breakfast and there is the Hey Kid Hotel. So Yuzeva is the captain of the bed and breakfast and Hey Kid is the captain of their hotel. Any other residents or guests other than the gaggle of guests, which will be played by me, which is a collection of all of the other guests of, uh, of the bed and breakfast, which I'm sure you'll have fun listening to me try to mimic all of my friends, <laughs> must declare their loyalties before the chapter begins. So we'll get to that right after we finish with the rules section. Anyone can change their minds and switch sides by doing a bingo and giving their coins to their former captain. 
the gaggle of guests who I'll be playing has absolutely no loyalties. They act as they please, especially as dictated by the Battle of the Brands. There are three paths of contested territory between the Bed and Breakfast and the Haykid Hotel, all of which are strategically vital. Yazeba and Haykid's armies can take their turns trying to claim or contest territory along either the field, the garden, or the deck tracks. To do so, they describe their strategy, be it cunning or foolish, and consult their chaos coins. If you succeed, they can put a coin from the table onto the track. Heads up to claim it for the bed and breakfast, tails to claim it for the hotel, forming an unbroken line from their home base. If the other team already has a coin there, a successful attack flips that coin over. If the territory was already claimed, the defending captain will decide who is defending that track, and the defender will describe how they lost ground or how they held the line. Whenever territory changes hands, no one can claim territory along that track until territory changes track from one of the other two. So we can't just go all on one track. We got to kind of like mix it up as we go. The gaggle of guests have not made up their minds about which establishment they'd like to patronize. They're neutral by default, but because they are guests, they're also inclined to escalate the silliness of this uh, interesting situation upon which they found themselves. So when in doubt, the player who's playing the guest, which is me, will get to act as they please. So this is going to be fun for you guys to try to convince all of the gaggle of guests to come to your side. Hey Kid or any of their teammates may attempt to charm the gaggle of guests with promises of services, hospitalities, and take any number of coins from the gaggle. If one of the guests likes what they hear, they'll help Hey Kid out for a while. On Yazeba's side, uh, Yazeba or any of her teammates may spend five chaos coins and point out the flaws in Hey Kid's ramshackle hotel or decry the abject foolishness that is unfolding. If one of the guests agrees with the criticism, they'll help out Yazeba's team for a while. Guests from the gaggle all share chaos coins, which is going to be one big pool, and they can interrupt the normal back and forth between turns with two sides. It is important, however, to remember what we are fighting for here. Hey Kid has made pancakes. And not just like some pancakes, like a lot of pancakes. Like probably too many pancakes. So everyone on Hey Kid's side has the bingo, take a break to eat pancakes, and the whoopsie, throw pancakes at the enemy. Uh, if you're hit with a pancake, you may eat it, because quite frankly, that's only fair. This chapter ends when one team gains total control of any one track. They can stage a raid on the enemy base, and if it succeeds, the team is victorious. So you got to take control of a track, get to the other side's base, and then essentially have one more final victory. A surrender is always an option. If the contest comes to a standstill for too long, or Yazeba or Haykid finds themselves alone on their teams, either captain may decide to give up, and the other team will be victorious. In the event of a draw, Haykid still gets to win. If Haykid wins, everyone who would like to can sleep in the fort for as many nights as they want to until it rains, because cardboard's gonna, you know, really fall over in the rain. And in that case, the bed and breakfast gets awarded a Haykid original artwork for our housekeeping phase. If Yazeba wins, the hotel is a little too cold and not quite fun enough for a while and is abandoned by nightfall. Award the BNB a broken vase in this case. Either way, the victorious captain will give a short speech and end the chapter. Each captain will gather their team's chaos coins from the field, garden, and deck tracks and award them to their teammates as medals of valor. Hold on to those or any other chaos coins you've collected for leftovers during our housekeeping phase. We open on this chapter as there is a a bit of a kerfluffle within the bed and breakfast as everyone with this announcement from Hey Kid, as it echoes out, it rings through this area. Everyone's kind of moving to the windows to see what's going on outside. 
and we see this ramshackle cardboard hut of various rooms of surprising complexity. Hey kid, give me some features of this of this hut. What, what does it look like? What is the Hey Kid Hotel? What are the best features? Okay, so the like, there's like a, a cardboard door almost, like just one cardboard door attached to nothing. Uh, you kind of push it over if you wanted to. And then once you push it, like go in through that door, there's just like a lemonade stand as like the front desk. Uh, and it says lemonade on it, but crossed out. And it says, uh, hey kids hotel. And then behind that is like, I guess like the tree that K-Kid used all the cardboard and boxes to like put stuff around. So there's like a big wall behind it. But then behind that wall, there's no room, just like a bunch of sleeping bags and one tent that has like a uh, honeymoon suite on it. <laughs> and uh, you see standing at the front is um, Benedict from the, the last <laughs> episode. So uh, for those that didn't play in the one that I did, we had to make breakfast foods or something. And he could try to make eggs Benedict by sacrificing a man named Benedict, whose soul is poisoned. And now it's on a five step program to to save his soul with Haykid. Step two being be a concierge at Haykid's hotel. Yeah, you just see you just see Benedict looking back there and goes, I don't think this is gonna pass inspection, Haykid. The, the inspectors are coming tomorrow and like this isn't gonna fly. I don't know what to tell you. Don't worry about inspection, Benedict, that's not your problem. Oh, but I Am I, like, fulfilling the second part of my contract by just being the concierge this day, or do I have to, like, succeed? Yes! Stop asking questions and do your job! Okay. (laughs) He just continues pressing more and more lemons. (laughs) Oh, and uh, tell us, what does Haykid look like? I think Haykid is is actually, uh, has stolen one of Yuzeva's dresses, so he's just in, like, a long, old woman dress looking delightful and happy, like like they're uh, running this this hotel, like exactly like Yuzeva, who they desperately want to be, I think. And I think as Hey Kid in Yuzeva's dress is like looking out the window towards the bed and breakfast, we see a shot reverse shot of Yuzeva in a very similar dress looking out the window towards the Hey Kid Hotel. Michelle, tell us, um, what is what is Yuzeva thinking at this moment? And, and what is, uh, describe Yuzeva for us. Yuzeba looks like Fran Drescher from The Nanny, and she's wearing, like, a 90s, like, square neck, black dress with big gold buttons down the front, and her hair is big and gray and, like, in loose curls piled up on top. She went a little glam today, and her cigarette is in a long extender, and she has, like, messy red lipstick on just for the fun of it, and then black pantyhose, but she's still wearing, like, square black boots because her feet hurt from having no toes because witches don't have toes (laughs) (laughs) and she's not saying anything she's just kind of breathing heavily and uh, inhaling sort of menacingly from her cigarette but inside she was like I will wipe this scourge from the earth (laughs) (laughs) by nightfall the Hey Kid Hotel will be a pile of rubble and I will laugh Right next to you, or kind of, I'd say next to you and probably a few steps back, maybe even a few more steps back than usual, there's a familiar froggy presence who has seen this particular bit of anger uh, on Yuzeba's face plenty of times before and knows exactly how to deal with it. Elliot, describe Parrish for us. 
Parrish is a a small frog man, not a shoes guy, never wearing shoes. But on this particular day, he's ready for war. And he's got his own little set of armor that he's built out of various kitchen implements. So he's got a little strainer hat, you know, a little frying pan, chest plate, and he's got various and sundry spatulas and wooden spoons sort of going around his belt. Um, and he's sort of just like waiting there with all of the patience and dignity of a knight for his for his first order from from his captain. As you're both standing there kind of looking out across this battlefield, still the quiet before the battle, the guests have begun to stir from their various rooms. And you see like an array of people coming down the stairs. You see uh, Percy Combustion that's like magma lava elemental, but in like a, a button up shirt uh, with like what seems to be uh, powdered sugar like all over him. He seems to be coming out of the kitchen trying to make some kind of new confection. Uh, coming out and he sees pancakes all day, every day on the Hey Kid Hotel sign. Almost that lettering being almost bigger than a kid hotel itself. Oh, I like pancakes. And he kind of like looks over and turns to see a couple of familiar faces uh, sitting at a nearby table. Connie, do you want to describe uh, Sherry for us? Yeah, absolutely. So Lady Sheridan Dusong is, I cannot overstate this enough, the oldest person you've ever seen. But uh, instead of resembling a walking corpse, as most oldest people in the world you've ever seen might, uh, Sherry holds herself with an air of, of regality and, and poise. Sherry's skin is this kind of pale bleached brown, and it's paper thin, like a very mild wind could tear it. And she wears this elaborate, deep crimson dress with these floral ruffles by the elbows uh, and the neck and winding all the way up into her hair, which is puffed up into this extremely impressive pale purple lavender updo. I think with enough heft to rival uh, Yaziba's, if not overtake it. And Sherry's eyes are also this kind of like stark, just bright blood red. And the tips of Sherry's ears are pointed. And she is never seen without a cup of tea atop a small platter of the finest china, of course. And she gets around on a wheelchair that moves of its own accord. And as Sherry kind of pivots in her chair and like raises an eyebrow in the direction of the window, she does so with this kind of refined intention and just the smallest smattering of disdain. Like everything that's happening here is slightly <laughs> beneath her. And I think some of the powdered sugar off of this person, like I think dust onto her and she's like her nose twitches as she like represses a sneeze um but you know she like cocks her head in yaziba and parishes direction and goes hmm i see that your bed and breakfast is up to the usual chaotic antic just a deep slurp coming down that Oh yeah, I can't I can't overstate how slurpy it is. It's kind of like a uh, I can't overstate how but it like comes back down to the platter. It's really more slurp than sip. Like I don't think anything actually gets in your mouth. It's just Yes. Yeah. Anyone anyone in the area who like cringes at it seems to feed her. <laughs> like if there's any sort of like like she seems to get slightly bigger. I like a vampire that the secondary form of food is cringe energy. Yes. <laughs> energy <laughs> vampire. <laughs> But vampire? What? Who? Who said that? What? 
No, I'm just I'm just a thousand year old woman. That's <laughs> just an extremely old, extremely regular woman. And I think sitting right across from you is another similarly, uh, maybe someone also trying to pull off. Oh, I'm just a regular human. Carolyn, you want to tell us uh, what's Rag and Bones disguise today, or is Rag and Bones just being Rag and Bones? Rag and Bones is in the classic trench coat, disguised, trying to sneak in trench coat. He's also got the schnoz and specs on. Love it. And today he really tried a different tack. He's decided he's going to try, and our original plan was to try and seduce Yazeba. So he's got a toupee on over his skeleton like <laughs> uh, head, and, and it's like a full Ken doll, like blonde, like swoopy toupee. And the and a big mustache, and he's reading a, a newspaper, but it's upside down. I gotta know. As Ragged Bones is looking at Isaiah at this current moment, is that plan still a go in Ragged Bones' minds, or is Ragged Bones like reading the room? Ragged Bones is uh, nothing if not an opportunist. So he heard he heard this commotion. He knows that there's like getting the <laughs> idea that there's something afoot. So he's willing to like change tack. Maybe he's got another toupee somewhere in the uh, in the coat. And for listeners who don't know what's under the coat of Ragged Bones, it's just a skeleton. <laughs> he's just is just a skeleton, and he's also got a little rat, just a little rat that hangs out named Ratto that hangs out in his rib cage. We love Ratto. We love Ratto. <laughs> I think now is a good time, now that we've introduced all our characters, everyone's got to decide whose side they're going to be taking at the start of this battle. It's so just going down the line. Hey, kid, obviously, and Yuzeva have their sides chosen for them. Uh, Parrish, where, where are you staying? Oh, Parrish is staying by Yuzeva's side because Hey, kid, crossed the line when they took some of my pans so that they can make pancakes all day. And also, they're making like a whole other establishment based around food, which is my gig. So that's not going to stand. Sherry, which side are you choosing? Well, what's happening here is surely a reflection on the person running this place. If it were me, Hey Kid never would have gotten that far in the first place. But what's even more disdainful is patronizing a ramshackle hotel built out of cardboard and scrap. So unfortunately, I am on my dear Yezeba side to begin. Oh, more tea? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you see you see some of the guests are slowly like peeking outside. A few of them have started to slowly make their way around the various things. Just like just to check it out. Just to kind of look, you know, just see, you know, look, don't touch type thing. Uh, but the smell of pancakes is beginning to waft over this whole area. Uh, Rag and Bones, which which side are you starting on? I, a rival establishment. Eh? Oh, that'll Piss Yazima off and keep her busy and away from her office and maybe I can get in there and finally get her book of spells and bring about the end of the world. <laughs> and it looks like I'll get some pancakes too. And he kind of <laughs> totters out and you hear is terrible at disguising and or being sneaky because every move, it just sounds like a skeleton clattering together. So you see him clatter outside uh, and down the, the back steps and head over to the Hey Kid Hotel. You see um, Monday, the fairy dream merchant who's flying next to you. And they look at you and go, I, I also really like pancakes. I, I, 
I love Yazeba, but honestly, she doesn't make enough pancakes. I agree. I can't taste anything because I don't have a tongue. I'm just a skeleton. But I love to macerate the pancakes. I just love the feel of it on my jawbones. And Ratto likes syrup, too. Don't you, Ratto? Rats. Yeah, rats. <laughs> Monday's eyes kind of light up and go, oh, Would you like a tongue? I could sell you one. And they open up a, a coat, and there's just like a bunch of tongues hanging there. Just like, would you like to try one? Ooh, that, this is a nice collection here. <laughs> he'll really, he'll take some time browsing through the tongues as they go in and get some pancakes. As the sides begin to clarify a bit, we see a number of guests are sitting around the small, um, I, I think all the guests are probably sitting like crisscross applesauce outside of a Hey Kid hotel, eating pancakes, drinking lemonade. Benedict is coming around just refilling glasses uh, at, at every point, just turning back to Hey Kid, just like, is, is this okay? Is this, is this good? Yeah, it's fine, Benedict. Stop asking me questions. You told me my soul was damned. I'm just trying to fix it. You're doing fine. I'll let you know if it's not damned anymore. Okay. Is that going to happen soon? No. Okay. More lemonade? <laughs> I, I think who starts this um, this kind of attack between the two? Do you think this is Hey Kid or do you think this is Yuzeba? Ooh. I won't dignify this with the first move. <laughs> I think in that case, it has to be Hey Kid. I think, Hey Kid, you've realized that you've got a lot of people coming over and there's not a lot of room to sit crisscross applesauce. But there's a mm. bunch more room on like the deck of the bed and breakfast or over in the woods or like around the garden with the rabbits who wear little outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Kid has talked to Parrish a bunch and has understood tactics of war has in fact stolen Parrish's copy of The Art of War by uh, uh, Sun Where is it? Yeah, Where is it? I need it today! <laughs> and is like reading that and like uh, realizing, okay, I need to cut off their supply lines and it's gonna try and take the the garden from, from Parrish. You go over to the garden and because you don't have any chaos corns to flip, you immediately succeed and you mark the first track over towards the gardens. What does it look like as you start gaining ground in this battlefield? I think because this is the first attack, uh, Hey Kid walks out in Yuzabel's like, one of Yuzabel's like long, elegant ball gowns and uh, sees Yuzabel in the window smoking her like cigarette, uh, pulls out a candy cigarette, puts it in his mouth <laughs> and then walks over to the the, gar- the first track of the garden and uh, like whistles. <laughs> And from the demon portal, Yuck Yuck, Naked's dog with one dog head and one snake head pops out with a little flag, hands it to Haykid, and Haykid looks at Yozeba in the eye, plants the flag, sticks out their tongue, and is like, Tell Parrish he's a traitor! Parrish is getting antsy. Like, you just hear a big uh, frog foot tapping. He's never going to push Yozeba to give the order, but he's, he's getting antsy. Sherry would absolutely push Yazeba to give the order. Yeah, as soon like she's right up by the window next to you, and I think her wheelchair has levitated slightly uh, with this kind of arcane, demonic energy, so she can see properly over the kitchen counter. Uh, and she's like tapping her uh, a teacup against the platter in perfect rhythm to your foot. Harish, <gasps> do you remember when you were a knight and you stood for something? Yes. <laughs> yes, I Hello? remember. 
get to standing, don't you think? I await orders from the commander. <clears throat> yes, Ava, darling. It seems that that hey-kid child has taken over a little bit of our cabbage patch. Or, I mean, your cabbage patch. Yazeba slowly casts a spell which causes her voice to amplify like a megaphone over the <laughs> grounds, like reaching the Hey Kid Hotel. And she says, I know some of you may be comparing this to the Siege of Troy. Oh, I remember that. It was I'm beautiful. sure you do. So you was ancient Ellen. crone. What was that? <laughs> you ancient crone. I'm sure you do remember that. <laughs> However, this Say that again to my face? You ancient crone. I'm sure you remember I'm right the, the eye. You ancient crone. I'm sure you remember the siege of Troy. Feel free to go over to the Haken Hotel, but they don't have fine china and all of the plush necessities your uppity ass requires. <laughs> <laughs> and not a very good tea selection. As I was saying, I'm sure you're all comparing this to the Siege of Troy, but know that this is nothing but a blip, a nuisance, a infestation I will stamp out by the day's end. And so I do not judge all of you for your choice. However, it clearly suggests that you have the intelligence of a rat looking at you, Ragged Bones. Hey. Uh, and are suffer from a disease called myopia. And thus, out of pity, you are welcome back at any time. But know that the Haykid Hotel will be no more by sundown. And then ends the megaphone spell and then turns to perish. One word. Blockade. We're taking over the garden. Blockade! And Parrish uh, bounces around the room before leaping out of the window and, like, rappelling down to the garden on, like, a laundry wire with a spatula. <laughs> Straight Mission Impossible. Straight Mission Impossible. And he lands, and he's like, All right, you rabbits! Come on out! I think once you... Once someone claims a position on a track, you can't claim another position on that Oh, track you have to go to a different track. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, when, wow, you invented that rule. <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. I read. Well, All right. <laughs> I think Parrish realizes that what Haykid likes in terms of a space is like the field up top with the little soccer ball. Haykid loves sports. So Parrish is going to rappel down to the field and then start constructing a blockade out of, like, various and sundry toys that are scattered around the field. Hey, kid, you look over and you see Parrish begins to construct this blockade over in the uh, the forest area. I, I We never answered this. What is flapping on Hey, kid's flag? Oh, uh, I think on Hey, kid's flag, it's just... It's once again stole, like, a stolen, like, uh, flag from, like... Like, maybe, like, they went into... Sherry's closet found like an old flag from like I don't know the war of 1812 or something and then uh took that and cro like drew over it with like crayon and markers and stuff and it's just it's Haykid's face on top with Benedict and Yuck Yuck in the back with like thumbs up. I think as this banner is flapping you see a bunch of the rabbits in the garden who wear little outfits pop up from the garden and look up at you and they see this like banner flapping above you as you're like looking bravely off towards Yazeba. And like from their perspective, this is an epic fucking moment. 
Uh, they look up at Hake and go, Oh! Hello! Are you? Are those... Pancakes? You bet they are. Served all day, every day in Hey Kids Hotel. Are those... Carrot cake? Pancakes? Hey Kid gets really close to the wrapping and goes, It's whatever you want it to be, and gives it a little forehead kiss. <laughs> it just goes... And it jumps up, dives, and does a backflip into a different, like, rabbit hole. And it just kind of keeps doing this, like, loop between rabbit holes. Ah! I will tell my sisters. And you see it jump down. And uh, the rabbits are going to take the second track for you as the rabbits join your side. As one of the gaggle of guests, we take a, uh, a chaos coin. Damn it. My strategy was to use the rabbits next turn. You can still try to convince them. The, the gaggle of guests are fickle. Uh, so you're more than welcome to try to change their allegiances. Hey, kid also looks at uh, Parrish and goes, Hey, Parrish, my soccer ball's on, on, that, on the field you took. Can you just kick it over here? Not on your life, kid. What? <laughs> this is my soccer ball now, and I'm going to have so much fun with it. <gasps> no! And he just Paris! starts kicking it around to himself. You're kicking it wrong! I'm kicking it right. <laughs> like, a, a tear comes down Haken's face, and then they walk back into their cardboard box angrily. Ragambos would like to try and steal the soccer ball away, if if that's possible, and do the bingo of running off with something I'm not supposed to have. This is your first attempt at something, so I'd say that's an immediate success. Tell us how you do that, and then take a chaos coin. Okay, Rag and Bone actually takes off his toupee and his his like uh, trench coat and uses them and puts a stick in the toupee and so makes like a fake like kind of cover like a blind of a scarecrow, yeah, and then just walks with it, waves it in front of Parrish's <laughs> face a little bit as he's like playing with the soccer ball, plants it in the ground and then shoots down and Ratto like drops out of the bottom of his pelvis from his pelvis and like with his tail and like Mission Impossible grabs the soccer ball and then they like clatter back, run back to the hotel and uh, Ragamones just goes Hey kid, I got your your soccer ball back, here you go! (gasps) Hey kid grabs it, immediately runs up to Ragamones, hugs hugs Ragamones and goes, Ah, you're you're my first lieutenant! Oh, Oh, military skeleton now. Let's go. Uh, aye, aye, <laughs> Captain. Is that a sea thing? It's whatever you want it to be. Oh, okay. I like this hotel. So what happens now that I've done a bingo? Uh, so you... I get a coin? So because because you went to the track, you, you advance the track, and you uh, take one chaos coin. In the future, anytime you do a bingo, you may give away all your chaos coins to anyone else here. Oh, a hole. And, but I'm sorry, just to clarify, can I be on that same track? Yeah, because we did the uh, garden in between. Oh, you just oh, can't I do see. the same track two turns in a row. Ah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Sherry sees what's happening out the window. <laughs> it is not looking good for the bed and breakfast. Uh, and Sherry kind of like crosses their arms and cat, like levitates a little bit taller. So she's like, like, higher uh, than Yaziba, but just by a fraction of an inch and just kind of says out of the corner of her mouth, well, 
You know, speaking of Troy, there was a very remarkable strategy back then that was extremely successful, and it seems like you might need a tactic like that to turn the tides of war. Oh, don't Trojan horse me. (laughs) (laughs) Regrettably, Sherry, we're on the exact same page. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have you know that back in Qing Dynasty China, I was known as the top-ranked courtesan given my beguiling charms, my uh, unspeakable wit, my beauty, and of course my ability at subterfuge. Okay, well then I have a mission for you, if you're ready mm-hmm. to accept it. Oh, yes! I've been waiting my entire life for a mission such as this! Never have I felt such exhilaration since I bathed in the blood of sinners in my gothic cathedral back in Constantinople in the 1800s. But please, go on. Yes, tell me. What must I do? What is the mission? What is the objective? How do okay. I accomplish it? First step is to take it from a 10 to, like, a 6. <laughs> and then I then, don't understand what that means. All right, moving on. I need you to go tell Rag and Bones. Mm-hmm. That I'll let him look at a few select pages of my book of spells and or will sit through five minutes of a candlelit dinner with him (laughs) if he takes part of the garden path back for the bed and breakfast. Mm, Turning the lieutenant of the commanding general against them. <laughs> Very dastardly, Aziva. I see that your wit, though dulled over several years of just being here in this bed and breakfast set of out on the battlefields of war with me, uh, remains perhaps a little bit more punching than I'd anticipated. Very well, very well. I will carry this I message praise. to your rag and bones. Uh, Sherry levitates down, so the wheels of her uh, wheelchair just sort of plunk onto the kitchen tile uh, and she like rolls herself out uh, onto the front deck and starts like approaching Rag and Bones. Uh, because it's the middle of the day, she does kind of like uh, uh, lift out a parasol that uh, with these ruffles along uh, the brim to shield herself from the sunlight. Uh, and they do kind of like wheel their chair over to where Rag and Bones is with a very dastardly smirk on their face. Oh, that's that. You look like a vampire with a plan there. What? Who said anything about vampirism? I just I mean an elegant, uh, distinguished personage with a plan. Yes, well, thank you. I just... Well, speaking of which, uh, Reckon Bones, I am of the impression that there is perhaps a woman in the area that you might have had your eye on. There's a woman with a, a very well-read woman with a certain book containing yes. certain apocalypse spells. Both. And I come to you with uh, a deal. Nay, a bargain. <gasps> and Sherry leans in and whispers the choice into Rag and Bone's hole. He listens. His ear holes resonate with this tasty proposition. So, everyone's really fighting over old Ragsy, huh? That's what this is all about. Everybody wants a piece of the bone man. (laughs) Okay, now that's just... You're more of a pawn in a grander scheme, but sure, yes, everyone wants a piece of the bone man. Hey, hey, that's right. I didn't hear the first part of what you said, but everyone wants a piece of the bone man. Don't worry about it. 
I'll accept your offer if I can get even just one second of that book. And who knows, I think Yazeba might have a better time than she'd realize over a nice candlelit dinner. And and Sherry reaches out, like, moves the parasol so she's shaded, reaches out and just gives you a very sad, like, <laughs> consoling <laughs> pat on the shoulder. <laughs> Do you keep telling yourself that, Bone Man? <laughs> bone Man, I like that too. <laughs> and then he'll, he'll clatter behind Sherry and I guess maybe kick the, go up and kick the soccer ball back. Are you, do you have any chaos coins already? Well, I have the one, I don't think so. I did a, I did a whoops, I did a bingo at the beginning. So you should have one chaos coin because you, you captured uh, this one for Hey Kid. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give my chaos coins to the Hey Kid Hotel, right? As I retreat and go to the other side. Oh yes. So yeah, you can give uh, your one chaos coin to Hey Kid. Okay. Hey Kid, here's my chaos coin. What are you doing? Thanks for the pancakes, kid. But what? I gotta <laughs> go. You can't have the pancakes and... There's grown-up no. stuff I gotta go to. You'll understand when you're a thousand years old. I am a thousand. That's, that's <laughs> child for demon. That's I'm still oh. growing. That's oh. shocking news to Ragged Bones, but he just <laughs> thinks, like, there's... What a crazy world. And then he just keeps going towards the <laughs> hotel. Toward the, yeah, the bed and breakfast. Hey, kid, as you see your first lieutenant wander off towards the bed and breakfast, kicking your soccer ball along the way, you see a familiar kind of starched suit stand next to you. And you see, I think you feel it before you see it. Because when Mr. Boggs comes by, there is a perpetual, perpetual rain cloud above his head. And so you're getting just like little bits of rain that are hitting you. Uh, as he comes up. Oh, oh, hey, hey, Mr. Boggs, can I help you with something? And as Hakit says this, they walk over to like oh, one of the cardboard walls that has an employee of the month picture of it with ragged bones and rips that down. <laughs> and under it is a picture of Benedict. <laughs> Benedict from, from the side goes, oh, my God, is, is my soul closer to salvation? Still the same, Benny, still the same. <laughs> All right. Anyone? Lemonade, anyone? <laughs> Good job, kid. Mr. Boggs comes up to you, and he's holding a briefcase, and he, on top of the briefcase, he's, like, holding a briefcase like a table. On top of the briefcase is three plates that have clearly been, like, were pancake-filled, but he's eaten all of them. Uh, he looks at you very, like, somberly, and is going to do a bingo to invest in a risky venture. Hey, kid, these pancakes are phenomenal. Truly a magnificent combination for my taste buds. And I think what you've got going here at the Hey Kid Hotel is something that deserves investment. I noticed that you just lost a first lieutenant. I did. I'm hoping that you might consider a financial consigliere. A financial lieutenant? Yep. I I would I would let me consult my team and then like whistles and then Yuck Yuck comes over and Haykid starts talking to Yuck Yuck and Yuck Yuck just like licks Haykid's face and goes Mr. Boggs you have yourself a deal spits into their hand and puts it out Mr. Boggs 
despite being like a straight-laced businessman, does not miss a beat, spits into his own hand, and shakes your hand. <laughs> he's been around enough deals that he's like, yeah, this I, I have to know how to do this. <laughs> but because the gaggle of guests, Mr. Boggs does a bingo, I get to give away my Chaos Coins. I'm going to give all of my one Chaos Coins to Yazeba. So Yazeba, you have an extra Chaos Coin. Because I'm making it harder on you, Zeba. I'm investing. I'm investing, baby, in Hey Kid Hotel. And I think the uh, the investment, like Hey Kid's Hotel, the bathroom was just an outhouse type thing. And uh, now it's a, instead of an outhouse, there's just like one of those Alice in Wonderland holes and you jump in and it sneaks you into one of the bathrooms in Zeba's house. Rag and Bones has a has Tate absconded with a pancake. You see him pull a pancake, a stolen pancake, out of somewhere deep in his <gasps> rib cage, and he'd like to do the whoopsie of throwing the pancake at the enemy. And as Boggs signs this deal, he's like, "You'll, you'll never replace Rag and Bones," and take the pancake and throw it on Boggs's face, try to cover his whole face and his eyes. And do that whoopsie. And then I don't know what happens with the chaos coins after. I just like throw a pancake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you chuck this pancake at Mr. Boggs. It splats onto Mr. Boggs' face. He kind of like looks around. Huh? Huh? And then you just see a mouth hole appears as he like eats through the pancake. And then he takes, he pulls, without pulling off the pancake, he pulls off his glasses, puts the glasses on top of the pancake and cuts out eye holes. Oh my god. Uh, and he looks Terrifying. he looks at Haken and goes, I believe I've been given my war face. Grr. That is truly horrifying, Mr. Boggs. Uh don't look at me with, with that face. He just pulls out a, a out of his pocket protector like a pen and clicks it, and he has like a contract that's just getting soggier and soggier. He goes, All right, I think it's time to start talking about franchising. (laughs) (laughs) Drafting proposals for you. I think uh, Hey Kid's going to do the bingo watch, learn, and copy to to inflict damage upon Yuseba's house uh, or whatever. So seeing Ragnarok's throw the pancake, Hey Kid realizes these are pretty good weapons. So take some of the pancakes they made, like in the, the abundance of the pancakes, makes them into a giant, like... Like puts puts a bunch together to make a little ball, puts lighter fluid on it, and then lights it on fire, and then has like a catapult built from the investment of Mr. Boggs, and rolls out the catapult, looks at Yuzeba's house and goes, Ragged Bones, you're ragging Benedict, Benedict Arnold, and then shoots the the catapult at uh, Yuzeba's house, and I'll flip these two. I don't know. Wait, yeah, do I? I guess I'm doing it to try and take more land. I suppose. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, let's yeah. try to make that like you're trying to advance on like yeah. the deck track, so like the middle track. So, Parrish can't help but look on with pride at the catapult. It's like, <laughs> they were listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tails in the first coin, so that's an immediate failure. Uh, so that's immediate failure. So you've got to take another chaos coin, and you also have to do a whoopsie about it. And then uh, I think what ends up happening is uh, the catapult misses heavily wide into like the river and Hey Kid gets, gets really, gets impatient with the whole process and goes, this isn't working. 
and then goes into demon mode and goes, why isn't this working? And then smashes their catapults into a bunch of pieces that Benedict built. And he's like, you're doing this wrong, Benedict. Oh, I spent so much time. Uh, hey, get I have a question for you. Do any of the pieces resemble sharpened wooden stakes as they fly out? Oh, big time. <laughs> big time wooden stake energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a moment where Sher is just uh, uh, there, I think, with Rag and Bones and is going, well, you know, that might be a kind of impressive a catapult. But if you want to see a real siege weapon, you have to go through. Oh, God! Uh, and immediately transforms <laughs> into just a cloud of mist. Wheelchair, parasol, and awe as a wooden stake slams into the ground exactly where her heart would have been. And she starts like floating back into the bed of breakfast. Oh, no. uh, Rag and Bone starts to like respond and be like, ah, blah, blah. but then a bunch of splinters like shoot into his mouth and he's like, blah, 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 blah. and then he's like picking splinters and debris and shrapnel out of his skeleton for a while. You see Parrish uh, jump behind Bye. this now like war siege machine of toys you see that like it's part wheelbarrow part like lawn chairs and like a bunch of various balls and bats and stuff pointing out ducks behind as all the the splinters come and then Parrish is going to try and advance the field and Parrish is going to pull out this ancient looking pan from like behind his back and hit a spoon against it and you hear like a kerfuffle in the house like this like banging and clanging and crashing and then out of the front door come the pantry demons to come help uh, <laughs> perish man Not his, the pantry demons. his uh, siege machine uh, except that's tails so doesn't work out doesn't work and you do a whoopsie about it I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be bite off more than I can chew as a whoopsie and perish summons the pantry demons and is like all right demons Onward, and then they just instantly turn on on Parish, and it's like, oh, ow, oh, oh, ow, oh. So, so now he's contending with several pantry demons. Oh, hello! It is us. It is the rabbits in the garden who wear funny little outfits. No, look at our outfits. We are so chic. Uh, we are. Oh, we are coming here to tell you. I hope you are enjoying the garden. Yeah, we're hoping to enjoy the garden. It's pretty fun out here, but also we're trying to do like a fun garden party for Gertrude and everybody's chipping. Yeah, everybody's chipping in, everybody. And so, if you want to help chip in, yeah, I was just gonna tell them about how to chip in. Well, I'm just trying to make sure that they know how to chip in. I'm trying to tell them how to chip in. Yes, but tell them how to donate to Gertrude's birthday. You're going to go over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod. It's going to be a good time. You'll find some snacks and treats and two whole new chapters of Zabba's Bed and Breakfast. Yeah, it's super super fun! Okay, we got to go back down now or the matriarch's going to come for us all. The 80s are over, and you're not kids anymore. Now is a much darker time. Something happened to you, and you got touched by the weird, and it made you wild, and it made you powerful. This is the world of The Lost Bay, a suburban gothic RPG. 
a fever dream set in 1990X and inspired in equal parts by dark fantasy, horror classics, and the 90s indie culture. After years of development, and thanks to the feedback and support of a community of early enthusiasts, The Lost Bay is coming to Kickstarter, featuring a full rulebook and complete setting designed by Eco, kick-ass art by Evangeline Gallagher, killer maps by Strega Wolf Vandenberg, and six additional modules by some of the coolest designers in the indie scene. So go to thelostbayrpg.com to be notified on launch. That's thelostbayrpg.com. We were having a nice nap. Why did you wake us from our slumber? (laughs) The pantry is so cozy this time of day. Sherry rematerializes in the kitchen next to a gazebo, perfectly the same as usual, uh, hovering slightly taller than she did last time and has a bit of a frantic air about them. Yaziba, things are not going well out there. Our plan, you know, turn rag and bones did work, but we are losing ground and fast. I couldn't agree more. I want to take the first track of the uh, of the garden path. Uh, hell yeah, go ahead. Um, you got to flip all of your chaos coins. I think I only have one. Yeah, go ahead and uh, give it a flip. If it's heads, you succeed. If it's tails, you take another chaos coin and do a whoopsie about it. All right, heads. Heads. You take the first track. Perish. Yes. Oh, yep. Yes, you say what? Okay. We're going full Trojan horse. I want you to go over to the hotel and act like your your passion for cooking has taken over and that you really want to perfect your pancake recipe. And the only place to do that is the Hey Kid Hotel. Okay. Uh, Remember okay. when I paid for that Helen Mirren masterclass for you in acting? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. And and I think it was really valuable, um, personally. Yeah, well, now we're going to prove it, okay? So go to Hey Kid, put on the performance of your life, and act like you've switched sides. And I want the pancakes that you make to give all of the guests horrible stomach cramps. For which the only antidote is available at my bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Parrish is poking his head out of a like fi- Looney Tunes fighting cloud of demons around his body to listen to this order, <laughs> but also being told to make food that makes people sick is like real, real tough for for Parrish. So I think that he'll say, "Yeah, yes, Yazeba, right, right on it, right on it," and then will clatter out of the demon pile and walk over to Hey Kid's side, but I'm going to give my Chaos Coins to Yazeba because that's enough for Parrish to switch sides. He won't make food that, uh, that oh, poisons no! other people. Uh, how many Chaos Coins do you have? Uh, two. All right, so awesome. Yazeba, you now I'm going to use coins. them and take back the paths, so. <laughs> <laughs> when Ragamones overhears Yazeba, like, planning to poison everyone... He, like, started this day wanting to woo her as, like, a part of his plot, but now he falls a little bit in crush with her, for real, <laughs> when he hears that. <laughs> and he blushes, his skeleton blushes a little bit. Parrish comes up to Hakit inside, kind of strainer helmet in hand, and says to them, Ah, uh, 
Hey, kid. Got room for, for one more? One more pancake flipper? Well, well, well. Look what the frog dragged in. That's fair. I deserve that. You diva of soccer balls? Of, of Haykid's stuff? And as Haykid says this, they're making a pancake on one of your pants. On one right of, now. like, my favorite <laughs> pants. Yeah, your favorite. It has your name, like, on it. Haykid is using Parrish's pants while wearing Yuzeva's clothes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we don't take kind of the thieves around here. Right, right, right you are. Um... Yazeba's going too far, so I wanna I wanna help teach her a lesson. Will you have me? Oh, I love teaching Yazeba a lesson more so than I hate thieves. So <laughs> you can, but you have to apprentice under Benedict first. Uh, Squire under Benedict. Benedict is trying to flip the pancake, but like hasn't waited for the bubbles, so he's just like pulling up pancake goop essentially, and then turning it over. <laughs> so he's just making like what is essentially. Uh, scrambled eggs of pancake. Yeah. Uh, Bed- Benedict, uh, what, um, d- just stop flip- it, no, it's not a repeat flipping, um, hey kid, why don't I show you how to build a proper catapult? Yes, uh, okay. first lieutenant, give, where's the hat? Where's, <laughs> uh, and gives you a little first lieutenant hat, and then immediately goes over to the employee of the month thing and puts your picture over Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict went from having a assistant squire to that person, then going over top of them, and then getting employee of the month in 12 seconds. <laughs> this guy's guy having a rough morning. And I don't have any chaos coins, so I'm going to start the deck contesting, I suppose. Hell yeah. And we're going to build the best dang trebuchet this side of the bed of breakfast to launch some some flaming pancake balls. Yeah. Uh, and then since you did one, you do take a chaos coin now. Oh, yes, yes. I think it's about this time that Percy uh, Combustion is coming over and hearing Percy, this, you know, lava magma guy wearing this, this button-up shirt is a bit of a sensitive soul and is hearing these uh, words of, like, betrayal and switching sides and stuff and is looking around and just going, oh... This is this is a lot here. But if Parrish is here, who's making food for the bed and breakfast? I think it's Percy's time to shine. And Percy is going to make his way over to the bed and breakfast and fi- finds Yuzeba. Yuzeba, I understand you may have lost a chef. Would you maybe want... A new one? As long as that chef in question is willing to commit war crimes, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Percy kind of looks at you, looks at the pristine... Because uh, uh, Parrish keeps a pristine kitchen. Looks at the, the kitchen and just goes, Uh... 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 Culinary war crimes? Yes, of the <laughs> harmless variety of which no one will be harmed. Ah, yes. Harmless war crimes. I can get behind that. (laughs) A victimless war crime. Yeah, it's completely victimless for their own good. Do you understand? (laughs) I understand. Good man. He's gonna grab a big sign and write Percy's Perfect Pancakes and stick it in the yard right outside of the garden. And he's gonna try to advance the garden track 
Percy, why don't you try to work on your carrot cake pancake recipe first? <laughs> what an idea. Those yeah. rabbits love carrot cake pancakes. Maybe with a little kind of sugar maple glaze on top. Mm, oh, yeah. And cream cheese icing. Those little freaks cream love that. Cream cheese icing. <laughs> the whole time you just hear, you just see the rabbits like the, it's, it's the garden and then ears just keep popping up. <laughs> and they're just like moving that. like sonar. Boop. Boop. Meanwhile, we're loading the trebuchet and Parrish is just like, well, I don't know. Why don't we just call them carrot pancakes? Why don't we just call them carrot? Because because they're not real carrots. You see the bunnies immediately pop up. What? <laughs> what do you mean they're not real pancakes? No, it's, it's, they're, are, You've they're, been are, using they're from the, they're from the demon world. Artificial carrots? Demon carrot pancakes? Well, once we get the garden fully, we'll be able to get real carrots, but we, I had to make do. So if you grow an extra appendage or something, that's, you see the bunny you've been talking to kind of moves back, knocks on like a door that's like it, like a trap door in the ground. Another bunny comes up, just looking at you, pulls out a cig- pulls out a big cigar, goes, "Oh, my man, you've made such a mistake." <laughs> <laughs> We're flipping sides. <laughs> no, the rabbits. <laughs> but I'll give you forehead kisses. The bunnies, because the the track in the garden is literally two and two, the bunnies just move one foot over (laughs) and they're now across the line on the bed and breakfast side. I heard there's something going on about a blockade over here. (laughs) Bunnies, stand your ground. Load the cabbage cannons. (laughs) And you see out of the ground... A bunch of like mechanized cannons come up, and there's a bunch of bunnies, hoop, 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 all loading them full of cabbage batch or of cabbage heads, heads of cabbage. <laughs> Don't you think about coming any closer? <laughs> Parrish is gonna say to Hey Kid, Hey Kid, uh, you think you could wrangle the pantry demons over to our side, maybe? Yeah, they're my cousins. D- hey Kid takes that, uh, I guess, like, goes into, like, a trance and, like, eyes turn red, mouth gape turns red, and uh, you can, you hear, like, it's like a, a phone ringing, <laughs> and the pantry demons p- pick up. Hello? Hey, cuz. Hey, kid, what's up? Nothing much, just, you know, waging a little uh, war with Yazaba. Oh, nice. Very fun. Very fun. We're kind of uh, harassing and parrying uh, Parrish whenever we see him. It's, it's been a fun day. Oh, it's great harassing Parrish. Hey, you down to commit some war crimes? <laughs> crime? We love crime. Yeah, just some victimless war crimes. You want to come on over? We have Parrish here. You can, you can, you no, know, like, no, no, rib no, I'm him. not, I'm not here. Parrish, Parrish is over there? Isn't here. No, Parrish not. isn't oh, here. Oh, will be right there. Sweet. They vanish from their pantry into like one of the cardboard boxes that you've been using as a makeshift pantry that just contains a hundred bottles of syrup. And they they <laughs> pop out all with syrup in hands. Goes, oh, perish! They go. Hey, goes. No, no. Hey, guys. Wait. Before you do that, before you you bug perish a bit, you gotta earn. You gotta earn bugging perish. You see, they're they're all over top of perish with like. 
the, the syrup is dripping from the thing, and then they, like, suck it back up. Parrish is first lieutenant, so if you want to rib Parrish, you got to earn first lieutenant. Oh, you see, they, they step back and they go, oh, excuse me. <laughs> they salute. <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> they, they look towards one another. They, they look towards um, Haken and they go, we respect the rank, not the man. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paris, you have your demon army. Now let him leave <laughs> All right, demons, I'm going to need one of you to hop in that trebuchet. Oh, boy. <laughs> one of them jumps in the trebuchet. Um, and I think we'll just launch one of them. <laughs> Can we? Oh no, the garden was recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we'll keep going on the deck. Keep going on the deck. Uh, how many chaos coins you got? One and. Flip it. Tails. No. Take another chaos coin. <laughs> and do a whoopsie about it. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Take another one. I think I'm gonna do refuse to let go and perish. Forgets to let go of the trebuchet holder that he's that he's launching and he just gets launched like a thousand feet in the air and for for the next few scenes parish will be up above you just hear no my first lieutenant so does that mean we're first lieutenant now i i guess and then hagen goes over the employee of the month wall rips off parish's picture and under it is the demons right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you see, as you go to take it down, Benedict comes over and goes, <gasps> Oh. <laughs> as you see his parish, like, sailing through the air and casts <laughs> Arresto Momentum and guides him back to the bed of breakfast deck. <laughs> he just, like, the whole time he's floating, he's just got his head down real sad. Oh. Yeah, Parrish, you, you land, you, you just floated back in directly in front of Yozeba. <laughs> hey, hey, Zeba. Hey. Listen, you can go back if you want, but I couldn't have a smashed frog on the territory. Not good for business. I sort of think Hey Kid was going to use me as a bargaining chip with the pantry demons, so I think, I'll, I think I'll come back over here if that's okay. Whatever you feel is best. All right. Yaseba, are you sure we shouldn't do a little bit of torture, you know, for his disloyalty? Yeah, what? we could, like, put his feet in the fire or something. Oh, we're working with the skeleton now? Ah, uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's warm, man. Is Ratto here? Weird bits. Rat, rats. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, me and Ratto are chill, so, yeah. He can stay. Now, Madame Dressage... Yes. I'd like to take her aside and, and whisper this. I know you're undead. Uh, and I, before you say anything, you know that I'm undead. I'm just a heavy skeleton. Yes. Come on. Femurs and phalanges. So uh, between us unholy creatures, mm-hmm. I think we should be using these powers to take back the garden and we'll go and sabotage Hey, kids, side of the garden and kill all the vegetables in the garden. <laughs> this does remind me of how things used to be, you know, before my... And she, like, sadly runs her fingers over her lips. Fangs snapped off. That was a very hard apple. Uh, yes, yes, I want to be out there on the front lines d- doing the thing. I... Yaziba? Yeah, <clears throat> 
uh, Rag and Bones and I will be uh, right back. And Sherry like pops open the parasol again. There are a couple holes in there from the shrapnel uh, of the exploding <laughs> catapult earlier, but not enough to really seriously maim her from the sunlight. Uh, she rolls out uh, alongside Rag and Bone and is going to follow the skeleton over to the garden track. And I don't have a chaos coin yet, so I'd like to use. Uh, I'd like to enact my bingo, act a bit like the villain you used to be. And uh, as the parasol still levitating, I like let go of it. Right, it's still levitating over my head, I splay open my hands and I uh, start chanting in a profane, um, <laughs> disgusting tongue, uh, dark storm clouds coalesce over this garden track specifically, and a swarm of locusts erupt out from my shirt sleeves, and I just go, locusts! Uh, and they start <laughs> flying over the remains of the garden, begin chomping at them. <laughs> Wait. I don't know if we can... Can we change the garden still? Because no one's changed track. Well, I think because I tried the deck there last time. I think because he tried, yeah. Succeed. If, no, it's just uh, a try. No. Mm-hmm. Whenever Troy changes hands, no one can claim no one has a chance to change hands. Yeah, it's just a try. It doesn't say just a try, but I'll... It's fine. Well, you would know because you made up the rule. It's, I can <laughs> rule. I've been making up. I made the game. Yeah. <laughs> also, do I get uh, Parrish's Chaos Coins? Oh, yeah, you do. You switch sides. sides. Cool. You see a swarm of locusts takes over this garden. The bunnies not happy about this. <laughs> bunnies, bunnies were standing there with like their own rutabaga cannons at the ready, and all of a sudden, locusts are swarming all around. <laughs> what? What tomfoolery is this? I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, just, they're doing crazy stuff over here. What? Who told us to choose this side? I may have made an error in judgment. (laughs) Move the cannons around! And they start slowly turning the cannons back around. The bunnies are going to switch sides because of this and are going to give Yezeba their chaos coin. Well, well, well. I love that the cigar-smoking bunny is the decision maker. (laughs) (laughs) They're the head honcho. Yeah. The bigger the cigar, the bigger the decisions. Exactly. The locusts are just uh, uh, squeaking in unison. They just sound like buzzing of wings, but they're actually talking, and they're all saying the same thing, which is famine, 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 uh, <laughs> as they're, like, chomping at the cabbage leaves. Not my cabbages! Bunnies are all just swatting <laughs> at the locusts. Uh, Paris? Yes? Uh, can you find the number for the hotel inspector uh, and give them a call? I think that a business, a neighboring business is not up to code. Um, yes. And I'm just worried their patrons could be in danger, and I think it's worth giving them a call to come immediately. It's the responsible thing to do. I thought so, too. Hey, I'm sorry about asking you to commit war crimes earlier. You're right. Hey, I went to don't far. mention it. Don't mention it. Don't really? mention it. I don't want to think about it. Yes, um, I, I especially think we should not mention it to the inspector, which we need to come. Oh, no, I know I know you in the inspector's history. I'm going to keep it strictly business. I love when you go strictly business, Parrish. That's my middle name. And Parrish is going to hop down to the phone book and flip this big yellow pages and big froggy finger on health inspector. You see the health inspector's name is Inspector Spectre, and it is a ghostly inspector. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a big rotary phone to call to. Yeah, it doesn't accept cell phone calls. It's only rotary phones. 
and facts. And facts. You call, and the ghost head comes out of the receiver and is just looking at you. Uh, Inspector Spectre? Uh, yes, indubitably. How can I help you? Well, there's something I think you should see. And Paris just turns the phone towards the window. <laughs> you see, like, full-on um, Ghostbusters, the inspector's eyes just go, <laughs> What kind of establishment is that? What's happening over there? My thoughts, exactly. It's a health and safety hazard, <laughs> inspector. They don't have I think building they're serving permits, food permits, drink permits. Yeah. I'll be right over. And then he just bops inside of the phone and then comes out. He's wearing a full suit and like with a, with a ghostly tool bag. And he's going to walk across to Hey Kid. And I think as Hey Kid sees the Inspector Spectre starting to watch, walk over, you see Mr. Boggs next to you look up, spots Inspector Spectre, and immediately comes over to Hey Kid and goes, Um, Hey Kid? We might have a problem, okay? Mr. Boggs, I have a plan. He's tough but fair, okay? Yeah, absolutely fair. Just, uh, we're gonna bring him to the honeymoon suite. <laughs> All right. I don't love the sound of that. <laughs> I oh, hope no. you have a plan. Uh, Inspector Spectre walks in and goes, Excuse me, who runs this establishment here? That'd be me. Well, excuse me, but I gotta tell you, you're missing all kinds of permit. Look, there's just like empty wall space that has like a spot where a permit is supposed to go, like outlined. Look, there's no permit there. There's no permit there either. You're operating a grill with cardboard. We keep our permits in the honeymoon suite. Follow, you wanna take a look? Well, that's another citation. You're not supposed to keep them in the honeymoon suite. And he walks in. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. All right, Mr. Box, take him to the honeymoon suite. Um, okay. <laughs> Mr. Fox takes him but unzips the tent and is like, ushers him in. And then uh, when they walk into the tent, it's like, it's a tent on the outside, but the inside's like a gorgeous, like, beautiful luxury room in like a five-star hotel with like amenities, like a, a jacuzzi hot tub. Then the, the bed is actually Yazeba's bed from the bed and breakfast that Hake stole <laughs> through a demon portal. It's, it's it's like a bunch of like pictures of Hey Kid and Yazeba and it's like very cute, very, very old, like Victorian kind of style room with just like a modern day jacuzzi hot tub uh, in it. But inside was waiting the three pantry demons with a vacuum and they suck up the Inspector Spectre into, or they try to suck up Inspector Spectre into the vacuum. Oh, Inspector Spectre, we meet again. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> he could takes the <laughs> he could takes the vacuum like I don't know the seal or whatever brings it outside and raises it up to show Yazeb and Parrish what they've done I don't follow rules I don't care about anything but pancakes and then walks back into the into the, the B&B and goes to the Benedict and goes Benedict I think it's time we offered Sherry a free stay in the luxury suite. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go over with the, the full, like, package deal? Full package deal. All right. And he puts on, like, his full apron and, like, the best maitre d' outfit he has and walks over uh, and knocks on the door of the bed and breakfast. 
Shuri has returned to the bed and breakfast after her locust escapade. Uh, is indoors, right? Looks very, very normal again. Uh, and is sipping her oddly fairest tea uh, as as there's a knock. And she goes, oh, ho, ho, ho. I wonder if that's them here to wave a white flag. Perhaps we don't even have to take the entire track of the garden to secure our victory. Uh, Yazeba, please allow me. And she rolls over to the door and pops it open. This just very kind of haggard man, just very sunken eyes. He's clearly been like up trying to make as much lemonade and pancakes as he as was needed. He's holding a a fold, like a fancy looking folder and a pair of binoculars. He looks at you and goes, Um, excuse me, Miss Miss Dusang, I have a message from Hey Kid. Uh, he asked me to give you these and look there. Hmm, this is an interesting way to forfeit, but I will entertain this. Uh, she uh, lets go of her uh, teacup and the platter. They float in the air next to her as she uh, <laughs> accepts the items and looks. You look and Hey Kid is standing like at the cardboard door of the bed of the hotel, opens the cardboard door, and then behind it you see the tent. It's just like a regular ratty looking tent. And then the pantry demons unzip the tent and you see like the majesty that is inside, which is... <laughs> You know, phenomenally uh, extravagant, including, and I think you would maybe even recognize this, like, those are Yazeba's, like, fancy sheets. That's, like, the fanciest bed. Mm. And <laughs> as you as you put the, the spyglass down, you just see in front of you is, like, a contract for a free uh, two-night stay. Uh, we'd, we'd love to invite some of our more um, uh, exciting VIPs to take a complimentary stay at the uh, Hey Kid Hotel. I think uh, Benedict has like a paper, paper that uh, Hey Kid wrote to like, like what to exactly say to Sherry. <laughs> and it's like, it says like young, non-vampiric. And then like, you know, question mark. Hot. We've, we've had, we, it's like he's holding this up in front of his face so that you see the like the contract contract and he sees Hey Kid's crayon scratch. And he goes, we've invited all of our non-vampiric young mm. hot oh. VIP <laughs> oh, oh, oh what to me Ooh. and uh, their pale cheeks flush even paler at that even more non-blood drains out of it uh, and they kind of glance <laughs> in Yazipa's direction who's still by the kitchen uh, and they kind of let out a <clears throat> uh, Yazipa yeah sorry <laughs> would you say that if I were um if I were in trouble, would you risk life and limb to to save me and 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 to help me and assist me? Are we good friends? Is is my question. Oh wow, you really put me in a pickle here, Sherry. Um, it's a simple yes or no. Parrish is just grabbing his his mouth to not give any any indication. Uh, of- well, Rag Ragged Bones and Ratto both mysteriously have uh, boxes of popcorn and are just like watching. <laughs> Sherry, would you risk life and limb for me? Uh, okay, define life and define limb. Like you experience the true death, like the, the true like capital T capital D like true in, death. Yes, like mortality, nothingness, the endless expanse, oblivion, oblivion. The end. Of, uh, 
Uh, you know what? I see where you're coming from. Uh, I did not really think this question through. Um, you know what? In that case, uh, no hard feelings. And Sherry leaves. Like, she just wheels her chair out and, like, closes the door behind her. I also gotta say, Benedict thought this was a regular bed and breakfast a day and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing this. Uh, she's just like, oh, uh, right this way. And it's gonna lead you yes. across uh, the bed and breakfast. How many chaos points does Sherry have? Uh, just the one. Uh, I assume I would give it to Yazeba. Uh, yeah, you give it to Yazeba. That'll do nicely. Um, uh, on my way out, <laughs> I just say, I would like a 15th century cask of your finest blood red wine. You're saying this to uh, Benedict or to... Yes, to Benedict. <laughs> Benedict looks at you. He opens the folder and like, flicks through the menu and he goes, I don't think we... Oh my God, we have that. <laughs> yeah, it would be delivered right. Yeah, I don't know where we're keeping it, but we have a cellar. Uh, he takes you over and delivers you to to your room. Hey, what was the last track that was attempted on? The garden. Last track was the garden, I think. Damn it, Yazeba. What's our next move? I think I have five chaos coins. Oh, you can cash them in. I think you do, right? Yeah, um, from all of the betrayals. <laughs> Classic. Um, so I'd like to spend five chaos coins and completely take over the deck path. You can only take over one spot. Do you want to take over one of the deck path or do you want to take over the last of the garden? Whoa, wait, you could take the last one even though we've... Do you want me to go for the deck and then you can go for the garden? Yeah, sorry. I thought tra whole track meant you could take the whole freaking thing. I'm like pretty sure it's just one. I think it's just one guy. Okay. So I'll go for the deck path using one chaos coin. I won't cash them in. And then Parrish, you go for the the garden path after that, if that sounds okay. So you're going to go uh, to try to take the, the deck path first? Yeah, because I don't think I can do the garden, right? No, yeah. So someone's got to do one of the other tracks first, and then we can do the garden. Yeah, path. so I'm going to do deck. Yeah, that's gonna go ahead and be heads. Woo! Oh, you gotta you gotta flip all five of them. What, but, well, no, you cash them in, right? Oh, because I doing? have five. Yeah. So, so anytime you, you try five, to take a track, you, you flip all of them to see if you succeed. This is freaking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, heads! Yes. Uh -oh. Okay, that's two. Uh -oh. Another heads. Another heads. Heads. I want it to happen. Three. Oh my god! No oh my way. God. No, oh. there's no fucking way. Heads! No! Oh my god. Google is my best friend. Google Flipcoin is my best friend. <laughs> oh my god. What is that? One in 32? Psychotic. All right. You, uh, yeah, you do it. All right, I'm going to go onto the megaphone again. Wait, did I take over? Okay, right, yeah, and then Paris has got to do I'll, I'll say, j just for, like, narrative expediency, because that's cool. Just take the... Yeah, you'll just take the garden path. The locust okay. really did the work. I'm going to go over the... Uh, Yaziba casts the megaphone uh, spell again and says... My little entrepreneur... 
Your efforts have been gallant and adorable. Um, I've taken the garden path. I would like to offer the opportunity for you to surrender. Otherwise, a raid may or may not be conducted on your business. Out of the safety, of course, for your patrons, because as we know, despite your corruption, your B&B will not pass inspection. So the choice is yours. Good day, Yaziba. Hey, kid, uh, takes out their own microphone and goes, I hate you. I'm never going to surrender. You're the worst Yaziba I know. Which means I'm also the best. <laughs> I get, yeah. That's fair. Yuck, yuck. We will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> wow, misquoting poetry. That's awesome. <laughs> if you let me read, I'd be able to know what that what the line is. If I let you read. <laughs> um, uh, Concierge, what does, like, a raid look like? Honestly, a raid can be anything you like. Um, a raid, much like a family, can look like anything. so you've gained there is a full path to the other space you have to make one more essentially like attack uh, a a roll or something to try to succeed if you succeed your team is victorious that could look like you taking down the Haken Hotel it could be you know just pulling all the guests back it could be taking all the pots and pans they need to make enough pancakes the choice is yours yes yes rag and bones I want to offer my bones as building bones. Okay. And you can make a catapult out of me and sort of launch whatever you want over at the hotel. It would be an honor to be launched. Commander. Okay, I'm loving this sort of brainstorm going on. Um, <laughs> I, I have two I, I have two pushback items for that. One is that the catapult strategy hasn't been particularly successful <laughs> thus far. That's fair. You guys you guys pan back and the entire battlefield is everything around it is like catapult holes. Everything around the two houses. <laughs> it's like the entire lawn is pockmarked with various catapult debris uh, except for the houses. And rag and bones uh, using your bones as building bones involve uh, for a catapult involves me sort of touching you in some capacity, and I'm just really not at that place of desperation. Okay, that's cool. I don't care anyway. Whatever. I'm not. <laughs> uh, so I have a uh, another strategy, which is uh, rag and bones. If you uh, you can feel free to help me with this as part of the deal, but I'd like to cast a weather spell so that there's torrential rainfall over the Hey Kid Hotel. Oh. I'll get started on the cocoa. Very good. <laughs> Very good. I'll st- I'll stand out in there and give a good menacing laugh to really let. Oh, go. and Parrish, make sure that there's a non-dairy option. Oh, of course. We have oat milk, almond milk, soy milk, mm. cashew milk. That's all the milks. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think our plumbing can handle another episode of Boggs having lactose. Bugs is severely <laughs> lactose intolerant. Famously. <laughs> Famously. I'll get right on it. Yaziba casts a weather spell so that a giant nimbostratus cloud forms over the Haken Hotel and just starts monsooning down like buckets and it's like disintegrating the cardboard. Hey kid, why don't you narrate for us how 
the Hey Kid Hotel is brought to its untimely end. I think as the rain comes down, the cardboard starts to get all soggy and like falling apart. The guests who are like in the sleeping bags are like, this isn't, this isn't worth it. The pancakes are getting all soggy and putting out the, the hellfires Hey was using to like heat up the pans. Yuck Yuck is getting all wet and, and like gross. Benedict is still pouring lemonade in his little bellhop suit, trying to get people to not freak out. But people are slowly migrating back to the bed and breakfast as Hakid's like, no, wait, I can, I can steal some tarps. I, we, we can fix this. And then I think the luxury suite is still in place with like a tent and tarp over it. But then the winds kind of like uproot it. And you just see everything kind of fly away except for Sherry sitting in, in there. Yeah. <laughs> in the luxury suite that's also crumbling around her. Uh, yeah, uh, her parasol is turned into a rain umbrella, and she uh, sits up straight in the wheelchair with, with surprising poise, given that she there's just absolutely disgusting drenched cardboard all around her. She wheels herself forward to you, hey kid, as you're like still trying to desperately corral guests back, and she rests a hand on your shoulder and says very serenely and regally to you, Hey kid, you fought well. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I made that up by myself. He gets absolutely bawling out like, that was beautiful. <laughs> yes, well, you're very welcome. You put up a good showing, kid. I think uh, Hakid's still trying to like salvage what's going on. And I think everything kind of gets washed away. Everyone kind of migrates back to the to the hotel and Hakid is sitting there in the rain holding one picture that they don't want to get wet or just like looking at a picture that is now getting wet from the rain and Hakid's uh, kind of tears and it's a picture that Hakid drew of them and Yazeba where it's like my it like has like Yazeba and I guess like Parrish and Mr. Boggs and Rag and Bones and Sherry and it says my family over it and Hakid crumples it throws it on the ground, walks back into the bed and breakfast, opens the door, looks at everyone, slams the door, and goes to their room and sits in their bed. I think Parrish leaves the big mug outside your door of Coco. The mug that everybody always wants in the kitchen. And as you're sitting on your bed, you hear a little skittering, scratching uh, across the floor, and you see that Ratto has snuck in and just brings you a little piece of cheese in the shape of a pancake, like a little, one of those little, like, uh, baby bells. <laughs> just get, puts that on your bed and then scurries back out. Sherry, out in the rain for a little bit, stares down at this crumpled picture. And then the next we see her, she's rolling up to Yaziba, still in the bed and breakfast. And wordlessly, she hands over a now, like, smoothed out version of the picture to Yaziba. And Yaziba, as we end this chapter, you, as the victor, get to give a victory speech. <clears throat> My dear, dear guests, what carnage we've bore witness today. What plagues of biblical proportions we've seen <laughs> sweep our home field. This terror, this discord amongst us is the result 
of betrayal and questioning of my power as owner and proprietor of Yaziba's Bed and Breakfast. And I hope it is a word of caution. It serves as a lesson to those that may question my power as owner and proprietor of this bed and breakfast. That being said, a wise leader knows how to reflect and to take feedback. And thus, anyone that would like to have pancakes the following morning need only submit a request to Parrish and the Kitchen the night before, and they will be permitted to have pancakes with whatever breakfast I serve in addition the following morning. Looking at you, hey kid. <laughs> I also will install a suggestion box for other things you would like to see at the bed and breakfast outside my office. I cannot promise the frequency and the seriousness with which I will review these suggestions. <laughs> but let it serve as a symbolic gesture that I want your state here to be so pleasant as to not suggest such a rebellion again. Thank you and have a good night. I'll see you in the morning for pancake breakfast. We're going to have a pancake breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hakid comes out of their room runs down the stairs and hugs Zeba and goes, I love you. Oh my God, don't make me regret this. I'm taking away the suggestion box. I'm taking away the suggestion box. Get <laughs> off me, get off me, get off me. Too late, I'm stuffing it full of papers that just say blood on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ragnarok has also already posed as all of the other guests and written out suggestions being like, no locked doors. <laughs> Give everyone access to your library. <laughs> 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 but all books should be shared. And as we slowly pull out of bed and breakfast and hear everyone trying to give their suggestions to Yuzeva loudly and despite her not really wanting to hear them, <laughs> we see the camera kind of pans out over this rain as it begins to slowly stop, the spell beginning to fade. And we see the remnants of the Hey Kid Hotel, pancakes every day with a small red sign over it and a small ghostly inspector walking away. We see the sign says, condemned <laughs> and that is the end of chapter nine the pancake war this episode of yazeba's bed and breakfast featuring chinook to sarah as hey kid michelle chan bennett as yazeba connie chong as sherry do song carolyn page as ragged bones elliot davis as Perish! And Brian Flaherty as the gaggle of guests and your concierge. The theme song for Yuzeba's Bed and Breakfast, Stay, Won't You, by Matt DeCaro. This episode featured the original song, The Pancake War, by Austin Antoine. Bye bye, everybody. If you're hearing this, that means you listen to every last second of this episode. If you're not caught up yet, that's great because then there's plenty more to listen to. But if you are caught up and you simply can't wait for the next episode, then you should head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and become a member of the Dice Pool. For just a few bucks a month, you'll get cast talkbacks, original games, and a full-length bonus actual play each and every month.
As of the end of 2023, there is already over 20 hours of bonus audio, plus a whole bunch of other goodies to enjoy. So head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump into the dice pool. We'll see you there.